Hang on, hang on. I think that's wrong. We should leave this like this. Uh, <laughs> let me check, because I... Episode 270-something. Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 273. My name is Conor Mahern, and with me this week, his dream is dying, suffocated by needless self-doubt, it's Rich Walker. Right, hello. Is Hi, that Is that... The recently resigned David Davis or something? N- no, you, you're half right. The recently resigned <coughs> Boris, Boris Johnson. Johnson. All right, all yeah. right. I knew it was Foreign, one or the other. Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson has resigned from his post uh, with a, a two-page manuscript uh, basically saying the British public voted for Brexit. We still haven't gotten it. Mm. Uh, I think he's just like, I'm a bit pissed off, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, and I'm throwing every- my toys out the pram. Uh, yeah, exactly. Rich Walker, as I, I mean, I'm, I am in your country. Can you, can you tell me what's, what's going on? What's, what's uh, happening? No one knows. Not even the government knows. It's a shambles. Is that it's why they're all leaving? Uh, I guess so, because none of them. Or I, I read something like um, David Davis left because. Uh, Theresa May wasn't delivering the form of Brexit he wanted. And, uh, I don't know, it's a load of did old he, Did he want a soft Brexit or a hard Brexit? I think maybe he wanted a harder one and she was going too soft or something. She, she was somewhere in the kind of a middling yeah. bre- bre- Brexit? Um, maybe Brexit. he thought she was <laughs> wasn't going hard enough. I don't know. I, um, I, I kind of lost interest quite a while ago because... You know, are you resigned? We're, we're powerless now, aren't we? Are you we? resigned to the fact? Are you not taking to the streets and well, protesting? I, uh, I would like to. I mean, we should. But you're very tired. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sick of it. Sick of it. I mean, yeah, I can't see anything good coming out of this crap right now. And uh, I personally think they should stop it. Just, uh, just, just. <laughs> Rich just Walker, forget for it. Parliament. Yeah, exactly. I vote yeah. for you. Would you, Prime yeah, Minister? Yeah, I would, Prime Minister. Yeah, oh, I do. A great I don't think you can vote for the Prime Minister, mm. but I would vote for you in yeah, my you constituency. Go, no, you can go direct. Can you, can you? Just go straight there with? Oh, yeah. So, so you can just. You go can be shopping. In, you can be like um, working on Sainsbury's checkout. Mm-hmm. And if you get enough votes. You become prime minister. Is that right? That's how the system works. I thought you. Well, again, I, I'm a tourist in your country, so well, I, I'm not that's aware how it works of how you do it. That's interesting. Yeah. On to the news this week, and Rich Walker. Historically yeah. inaccurate games make people very cross. Oh, like Battlefield One. I mean, well, Battlefield let's, let's Five, even, even. Uh, five. Yeah, the, the, yeah, four, four ahead <laughs> of us. Well, goes to Tsushima, which is apparently a difficult name to say, or at least for Su- me, Tsushima. Tsushima. No, you say it fine. But it's it's Ghost of Tsushima. It just ghost, feels a little bit Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, quite sibilant. Mm. Mm, I very, see. Very yeah, nice. Thanks, Jess. Fucking big show off in the corner. <laughs> well, Ghost of Tsushima is set during the 13th century mm-hmm. in feudal Japan, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Chris Zimmerman, who is one of the programmers, he was speaking to GameSpot and said that they're changing certain things intentionally. Yeah. Uh, one of the things he mentioned was the armor because he said, quote, it's pretty jarring looking to have 13th century armor 
basically. Yeah. He said, the way I think about it is, we're going to deviate from historical truth. We just want to do it intentionally. A lot of the support we get from our friends from Sony in Japan and our Japanese friends in Sony US and all the cultural consultants we've assembled to help us do this stuff is to make sure we don't deviate accidentally. There are things we are going to do that are different and we want to choose those wisely. If you have an idea about what samurai look like or how they act or how they think, we're going to give that to you. Most people's idea is really based on an idea of samurai which is really more of a 16th, 17th, 18th century idea of samurai. Yeah. I mean, a, a vast... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a vast hundreds time period there, you yeah. know? Hundreds of years, mm. but apparently not the 13th century. I get it, though. I, I totally see where they're coming from. Because you could read that headline and be like, what? Why would you intentionally deviate from the history? Mm-hmm. Surely that's it should be super interesting. But people do have an idea of what a samurai should look like in their head. Tom so, Cruise. <laughs> yeah. He was the last For example, the, mm. the very last mm-hmm. of the samurai. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I, I think there are... Like, it's it's fine. Mm. It's, you know, yeah. like, altering the armour to fit the, the public's perception of what a samurai is meant to look like... Yeah, it's not a big deal, is, is it? ...is okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what a 13th century samurai looks like. Well... It sounds to me like they tried it, possibly, mm. and then we're like, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, people wouldn't necessarily maybe identify him as a samurai. I think we should go and look up 13th century samurai in a bit. Probably and, should. Uh, probably should have done it beforehand. We probably really. should have done that, but, we, you know, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, do you know what? Another thing we should have done, mm. which is... is Maybe, maybe rally. We were talking about protesting. How about we take to the streets yeah. and look for more Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. What's that about? Why is there no more Ratchet and Clank? Be- because because uh, it's done quite well for them. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank 2016, which is... Mm. I'm mad that it was two years ago, really. Yeah, right. It doesn't feel that long ago. But Insomniac Games has mm-hmm. announced that Ratchet and Clank from two years ago... Uh, is their most successful, well, the most successful Ratchet and Clank game and most successful Insomniac Games game okay. of all time. Well, I guess they've got their hands full with Spider-Man, haven't they, at the moment? Spider-Man. They, they do. Mm. I, I'd imagine Spider-Man will probably, probably be the, the next most successful uh, Insomniac Games if game. If not, possibly eclipse it, because people like Spider-Man, don't they? And it looks very, very good. Do, would you welcome more... More ratchet. Totally, yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, it was a little bit a case of diminishing returns towards the latter part of the franchise, like the author one or whatever. Or oh, that was the, the co-op it, one. Yeah, so apparently it wasn't very co-op. good. Yeah, um, that was great. So, I mean, this one obviously did well because it was a kind of reimagining, wasn't it, of the first game? Yes, to tie in with the, with the, movie, with the film. Did which, you watch it? No, apparently it was poo. So right? I did. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, they, they showed it off. It was um, an event... Um, before general release, and I was like, "That wasn't great, no, no was it? It, it just felt like, like it was obviously aiming for that Pixar, yeah. as all those films are, of course, aiming for that Pixar type of feel." But mm. I was just, it was just poor. It was quite poor, mm. and it, I, I don't know. It, I think a lot of people, when they think of Ratchet and Clank, they do, but even before the film, would have went, "This would be perfect. It would, it oh, would totally. work so well." The yeah. characters. Are endearing. They're yep. funny. Yep. 
you know, it, but for it's all there, reason, isn't it, it? Yeah, it is all there. Yeah. But it apparently wasn't. Fell on its ass. Yeah, it, it most certainly did. So we're probably not going to get another Ratchet and Clank film. Maybe Which another is game. Fine, but yeah. and that, that is fine. <laughs> but we are getting a season two of Castlevania, mm. a Netflix anime series. I um I still have yet to watch the first season, um, and I've heard nothing but good things. And uh, it's really short as well. I don't know why I haven't yeah. got around to it yet. It's like what twenty five minutes an episode, and there's four of them. Yeah. What am I doing? It, it is. It's, it's very short. So mm. season two is written by Warren Ellis and it also stars Richard Armitage, who is reprising his role as Trevor Belmont. Indeed. Yeah. Um, season three also confirmed to be happening. Yeah, right. Ar- Armitage has <laughs> confirmed that himself. Even though the second season's not aired yet. Mm-hmm. Getting ahead of himself a bit there. Is it? I, I, is Castlevania something that's near and dear to your heart? Or is it near I... and dear to your heart in the same way that I, for some reason, unbeknownst to you or I, mm. I always think that Rich loves Metroid, doesn't he? And (laughs) has only ever played... I've played a bit of Metroid Prime 1, about the first sort of four hours, I reckon. And that's it. And on the SNES Mini when I got it, I played the the, the Metroid on there. So that's it. What about about (laughs) Castlevania? Castlevania, I've played the basically the two Lords of Shadow games and the Mirror of Fate one. Um, oh, what was Mirror of Fate again? It was um, uh, it was a sp- was that a 3DS one or something. I think it might have been, and but it got like an HD release for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. So I played that when that came out. I think yeah, Mirror of Fate. Was that, HD. was that a 2D one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and you yeah, played yeah. as did you play as Simon? Because he plays Gabriel in Lords of Shadow, Gabriel Belmont, and then Mirror of Fate is more the traditional. Castlevania characters, mm-hmm. the, the whole Belmont clan. So I think it's kind of a prequel. I think. I think. I'm not sure. I'm. You know, I'm second guessing myself now. It's a long time ago. But did but yeah. you? I I know a lot of people really enjoyed Lords of Shadow. The first one's brilliant. The first one, yeah. The second one, not so much. The second one was not good. Um, was it? Did it just? Was it a massive change? Or well, yeah. The the first one kind of had um, static background, so it looked super rich and lush mm-hmm. um, and it was just a really good game really really well made um, and then the second one they went fully 3D with a new engine and then they added these stealth bits that were really not very not good at all Kojima was involved wasn't he with the first one yeah he was one, yeah. yeah yeah and the second one he wasn't I don't think but there were just some just some really poor moments like the whole kind of open not really open world but open city bit was a kind of crap um, I remember the Boss battle, the final boss, kind of feeling a bit of a damp squib, kind mm. of a bit like nothingy. Yeah, not good. No, do you know what else wasn't good? <laughs> Go on. The original Dead Island. I liked the original Dead Island. Well, we, we'll talk. Even about though that in it was second. dead shonky and the voiceovers were terrible. Dead Island Two is still happening. Calm down, Dead Island fans. <laughs> so earlier this week, it was announced that there is going to be a tower defense Dead Island spin-off called Dead Island Survivors. Great. Which then, <laughs> <laughs> which then made some Dead Island fans a little bit worried that they weren't going to be getting Dead Island Two, which has been. Uh, yeah. It was initially announced I played, four years ago. I played a build of it when it was um, Jaeger making Did it. Did you? Yeah, yeah because that's what yeah. I was going to say. It was, it was uh, announced four years ago. It was being developed yeah. by Jaeger, who were the yeah. developers behind the excellent Spec Ops mm-hmm. The Line. Yeah. Uh, what was that build like? It was okay. You could tell it was kind of more of the same. Um, 
it was obviously very kind of um, buggy, bit shoddy. You could tell it was really early. Mm-hmm. But obviously Jaeger aren't even on the project anymore. No. So I don't know what's happened to that build. It's probably in the bin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so. is now Sumo Digital yeah. who uh, are looking after looking after development. So yeah, as someone t- took to Twitter, just asked the Dead Island Twitter account, what about Dead Island 2 when they were t- mm-hmm. plugging survivors? And they said, Dead Island 2 is still in development and we will share more on this at a later stage. Sumo Digital... They're putting out fires everywhere at the moment, aren't they? Big time. Because they've got Dead Island 2 down. and Crackdown 3 now. Mm-hmm. And aren't they making Team Sonic Racing as yeah. well? Yeah. How, many, they, how they, big they, is they that studio? They transformed as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. So how big is that studio is what I want to know. Because I wouldn't necessarily consider Sumo very overworked. Yeah. Or there are an awful lot more of them than we thought. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. I mean, great. But yeah, you, you like the first Dead Island song. Yeah, I so mean, I was it had a kind of... I was expecting that, like we all, you know, it's heralded as one of the best video game trailers ever. The, mm, the mm-hmm. reveal trailer, which was the one that kind of rewound, yeah, yeah, uh, showing the family, and yeah. it was like set to this beautiful piece of music, yeah. and it was amazing. And then it came out, and it was "Who Do You Voodoo Bitch," <laughs> and which was, is even better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a tonal shift, yeah. and I was like, oh, I can't. And I was yeah. degrading weapons. I, I. I personally couldn't get on board with it. Um, remember the, um, shit, there's been tons of Dead Island games, isn't there? What was the... Oh, the Retro uh, Revenge, was it? Uh, no, I thought it was Dead Island. Not Riptide? Riptide. Um, oh, was it Dead Island Escape? Something? Oh, God, yeah, that... Oh, I never oh played it. Oh, my God, it. what a box. Sort of a cel- cel-shaded kind of yeah. third-person thing or something. Dead Island Escape, so, I don't know, people are listening to this now screaming into their earphones, but I can't Island remember. Escape, was it or something? No. go with that oh, sure why know. not but yeah you, you like the first Dead Island so I, I, I thought it was okay yeah are I mean, you are you like does this news fill you with joy um thing is right if you're within that genre of game now Dying Light has kind of surpassed it a bit and Dying Light Fair. 2 looks really good so Dead Island 2 is going to have to pull something pretty special out of the bag I think to kind of take a piece of the action the kind of thing that it basically invented um, and it's not Techland anymore is it so yeah yeah you know we'll see what Sumo can can rustle up mm-hmm. but I'll, I, you know I'll stay cautiously optimistic why not Z- zombies you bashing zombies and stuff you yeah, can't go wrong bashing zombies you know very similar to bashing mutants mm-hmm. which Indeed. you do when you are a witcher now the witcher 4 probably not going to happen for quite a while mm. if it is surely it's going to happen though the Witcher series has sold over 33 million copies worldwide. Is that it? So you would like to think yeah. that, I mean, the people at CD Projekt Red probably going, yeah, we should probably do another mm. Witcher at some point. But Doug Cockle, the voice actor for Geralt of Rivia, he was chatting with Game Reactor about uh, Geralt of Rivia's appearance in Soul Calibur yep. Six. And he was asked if that would be the last time he'd ever voice Geralt. And he said, quote, if you're heading into The Witcher 4... Uh, I can only say I have no idea when talking about it. Uh, although I think it will be, it will happen. Uh, this is my opinion, and CD Projekt Red knows what they are doing, and I have no idea what the plan is. But if I was CD Projekt Red, I would make The Witcher 4, but I would be focusing on Siri. In The Witcher 3, she hints at visiting other worlds, and I think a game around her visiting those different worlds would be a cool Witcher 4. I agree. I think that'd be awesome. Get Geralt in there in a sort of um, diminished role, maybe, reduced role. Um, but is, yeah, focusing on not, Siri. Is that not dangerous? Like, I, I'm, I, I play devil's advocate, but 
when you look at Metal Gear Solid 2 yep. and you look at Iroquois Pliskin, which was obviously mm. the, the pseudonym of Solid Snake yeah. and <coughs> because you played as Raiden. Like, does... I th- I don't know. I think are you not better off maybe to fucking just not have Geralt in it if you are going down the Siri route? I know Siri has a lot of supporters as well. Like um, people really in- enjoyed her in The Witcher Three. If maybe he was just there to pass the baton at the beginning, maybe, and then go from there, perhaps. Mm. You know, um, if you're not playing as Geralt from the outset, because I think the reason people are upset that you ended up playing as Raiden for the majority of Metal Gear 2 is because, because you start shit. well not that yeah I mean not just that but the fact that you played a solid snake for you know a chunk of the game Cold at the hours, beginning yeah. and then you know the, all the promotional material was centred around snake so and I thought that was a cool like at the so, time I thought yeah. that was a cool bait and switch oh like, yeah totally a, a very Hitchcocky psycho yeah. you know this is our leading yeah. actor it'd be hard to get away first. with that now wouldn't it right uh, Assassin's Creed did it a couple of years ago with um, uh, what's he called Connor Connor they, they positioned Con- so in Assassin's Creed oh, 3 yeah, okay. all the marketing centred around Connor and he was the, he was the man he's the only man you're going to play yeah. with and you sta- they, it was the opposite you started right. as Hatham is that his name oh um, yeah, yeah yeah, you yeah. started as Hatham for the first couple of years yeah yeah that's true yeah I'm um, getting that right aren't I yeah Hatham yeah his dad yeah um, yeah, but there's there's definitely potential there with Siri and to do something like to create your own little mm. trilogy with her. Well, she was awesome in, mm-hmm. because you could play as her in The Witch Three. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they wouldn't have to do much. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> just chuck her back in that world. Seems seems quite easy. Yeah. As I'm sure a new Uncharted would be quite easy as well if you yeah. centered it around a different character. So Amy Hennig was chatting to Game Reactor at Game Lab in Barcelona. And Amy Hennig, of course, of... Well, she's... Um, what's her new studio called? Shit. She w- wasn't she, she with Visceral initially? She, wa- she was with Visceral. She's obviously not now. Uh, but she has her own studio. I can't remember the name of it. Or even if she has named it, because this only came out about a week or so ago that she uh, had set up her own yeah, studio. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, she was asked about Uncharted and if they could... Uh, if she felt Naughty Dog could take the series forward with a yep. different character. Um, and she said, uh, how would you continue it? I mean, that's tough. Because they kind of wrapped it up with a bow and had the flash forward. I mean, spoilers for Uncharted 4, maybe? if yeah. you, I mean, it, it, it was a bit ago, but spoilers for Uncharted 4. Look, I think there's a lot of material there that you could continue with Cassie, with uh, the daughter. You could do flashback stories with Nathan Drake. You just look at Indiana Jones, there's really, there's really not a limit. Like, yeah, but Indiana Jones is still Indiana Jones, isn't it? I mean, I know they teased at the end of the fucking shitty Crystal Skull that uh, maybe Shia LaBeouf was going to take over. Mm. And I, I remember being in the cinema during that moment and it just being a collective kind of, no! <laughs> and they're rolling out 70-plus-year-old <laughs> Harrison Ford to do another Indiana again, Jones. Again, they're doing it again, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, is, is Uncharted done? Like, I, I suppose, similar to The Witcher, it's like, yeah. Uncharted is a cash cow for them. It does very well. Mm. But... I'm I feel like sh- it is. I'm not you know sure. I, mean? if I, would I think, I think Naughty Dog might move on from that because look at like Jack and Daxter and you know their past franchises. They've not revisited them, have they? 
And no. in fact, Naughty Dog have said, I think they've said, haven't they, that they wouldn't make another Uncharted game. But that doesn't mean we, that another studio might not. Well, with I thought it was with Nathan Drake. Is that what as, they said? As the, as the leading, well, leading man, you know, character. He's not a real person. Oh uh, yeah, the Lost Legacy was good with Chloe and I. I, li- I like the Lost Legacy. Yeah. I like that more. Uh, kind of shorter sort of compact experience when it comes to Uncharted I think it works better as a smaller I I think so but as well as that on Uncharted news Jonathan Cooper animation director for Uncharted he said Rich that Nathan Drake through the entirety of Uncharted never (laughs) takes a single bullet until he's actually shot yeah, dead. I don't know what to think of this. So, weird. in Uncharted, <laughs> when you're up against all your baddies or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you're in cover and you're shooting them. What, you hear Nathan Drake, I'm pretty sure, groaning and yeah. moaning in pain. And the screen starts to go sort of monochromatic red. and uh, there's yeah. like a red... Yeah, sort of outline and it goes like as if you are bleeding and you are going to die yeah. and then you die if you if you do die but uh, yeah according to animation director Cooper he said that the red UI that shows hits is to represent his luck running out eventually enemy, enemies will get a clear shot and kill Nathan Drake if he takes enough near misses so in other words all those bullets when your screen is turning black and white and with the red <laughs> is basically that's your luck running out it's the bullets getting closer and closer to you until you are actually killed I think I said this in the office didn't I it sounds like something he just pulled out of his ass for this interview and just made it up on the spot I hope he did Uh, yeah that's his his luck running out yeah that explains it I really like just him going yeah it's his luck fucking who cares (laughs) who gives a shit if you want to believe that believe it yeah exactly uh, but Weird. Amy Hennig, we were talking about her rich and mm-hmm. her time at Visceral uh, when she was heading up the the Star Wars project um, that many people were very excited for. Well, as we know, Visceral games are no more. That Star Wars game yep. is no more. Yep. Well, uh, uh, EA Motive are now making their own Star Wars game and are taking some assets that were initially going to be used for Amy Hennig's and yeah. Visceral Games' game. Stands to reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Makes um, sense. Jade Raymond spoke to Game Informer about this, and she said there are uh, tons of assets and really cool characters that had been created. We have three terabytes of Star Wars artwork, which is crazy, and there's a lot of really good work there. When we announced we were moving the game, the idea was pivoting more into player agency, but still keeping a lot of the stuff that was great about it. There was a lot of really cool stuff, like tons of assets and really cool characters and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so the thing is, right, mm-hmm. this is... I mean, it's being positioned as a kind of a different type of game, though. Like, the visceral... Yeah. One was quite linear, was it not? It's going to be a linear kind of adventure, right? I mean, a story-driven thing. People kind of saw it as almost an uncharted Yeah, like a single-player experience. And, yeah, that's all gone. And now they're, what, they're focusing more of a sort of multiplayer type of thing? Mm-hmm. Sort of, uh, Destiny's usually the touchstone that's bandied about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where they're going. Uh, does, I can't, it excite, I don't does it excite Not particularly, you? no. I feel like we've got enough of this kind of game. Like Anthem's coming soon. That's going to be a similar sort of thing. Mm. I'd much prefer a single-player story-focused, more linear affair. Mm. 
Especially with Star Wars, you know, if you can tell a proper Star Wars story. Well, thankfully, Rich, you're probably going to get a single-player story-based affair with Darksiders 3, mm. which is apparently going to launch on the 27th of November. Well, you say apparently. They've since confirmed oh, have that they? it is. Right. Yeah, well, 27th of November. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they um, announced it with two ridiculous special editions. There's uh, a collector's oh, edition You're right. with yeah, a yeah, figurine yeah. of Fury for $150, or there's the ridiculous Apocalypse edition, which is $400, and mm-hmm. you get all a the steel. characters. Yeah, steel, right? I might buy three of them. Mm-hmm. You get uh, Fury, Wrath... Or hold on, Dave, Dave, <laughs> and Sarah. Uh, hold on, Fury. Is it Wrath in the first war, one? War, isn't it? War, war, yeah. is, war is the first. Fucking one. hell, De- yeah, because it was Wrath of War, wasn't it? War, death, and uh, Vul- Vulgrim. Right. Yeah, that's it. Got um, there in the end. <laughs> so yeah, that is coming on the twenty seventh of November. Initially mm. leaked on the Microsoft Store, yeah. which also happened with the Shenmue. Um, it did released it as well. Yeah. Are you a Darksiders fan? I played the first one. I've yet to play the second. Um, I made a big mistake with the first one. And that was trying to play it through on hard, Why'd and that um, was an achievement. And at the time, I was big into achievements, and I wanted to get the achievement. And that's, I got to a fair. certain juncture, and I couldn't progress any further. And for some reason, you can't dial back the difficulty. You have to start over ah. again at a different, different difficulty. See, so I was like, well, fuck this then. I didn't play the first Darksiders. I played the second one. Right. And I thought it was great. Mm. I was actually, I really, really liked that game. However, I came across a game-breaking bug about 10, 11 hours Really? In, and it just fucked me oh. away. It was something to do with, there was like this big ball that I had to roll around and it got stuck in a part of the environment right. where... When my character passed that part... Auto-saved. It, it auto-saved. Yeah. And I was fucked. Shit. And that was basically it. That's the problem. Those games don't seem to have any kind of backup <laughs> sort of plan. Like, if I could have dialed back the difficulty in the first one, I'd, you know, I'd have happily carried on at a lower difficulty level. That should be a basic thing mm, in a game yeah. like that. You know, even Ninja Gaiden has it, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, to, like the autosave bug there should be a backup save there Mm -hmm. so you can go back a bit further and not have to start over it would be nice like choice and options are good they are you know whether it be when saving or killing enemies indeed IO has confirmed that Hitman 2 firstly will have opportunities again which is where you hear like whatever you get your target and uh, you can hear characters speaking and Mm -hmm. they might say Oh, Rich will be coming into work at half ten. You're like, yeah. oh, interesting. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, now yeah. I know when he's coming into work, so I can. He'll be parking <laughs> his car. Drop the there. air conditioner on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and as well as that, Hitman Two, which is out uh, November of this year, mm. uh, the thirteenth, that will launch with six locations. Um, and I think have they said there will be more after. Well, I the fact that they're I mean, saying it'll launch with six kind of implies. makes you think, yeah, there'll be more. Um, but I'm so excited for Hitman 2. Like it, the, I suppose, yeah, the, the first Hitman, like the, first, the reboot Hitman, had six as well. It did, uh, so, eventually. So, you know, this... And you, are you happy with how this is releasing? Did you, did you like the episodic form? I did, yeah. I and thought it worked quite well me for Me too. Because yeah. it allowed you... Like, what, there were, and they were, 
like say when you look at a Telltale when they release episode one and then three months later episode yeah, two comes and out you and then two weeks happened. later they yeah, yeah. it's just like what the fuck is going on yeah. Hitman was it followed oh, yeah, a pattern it was, fairly, it was basically monthly fairly ish, good or every uh, two months yeah I think it was every few months but, but it allowed you time to you know here's your target whatever mm-hmm. and you can go into this playground yeah. and you can really fuck about and yeah. kill in, in different ways explore fully immerse yourself and then you had obviously the um the live targets, uh, the, yes. the op- what, you, what were they called? Elu- elusive, elusive targets. targets. Yeah, yeah. You'd have you'd have those. So, like Gary Busey would drop into Sapienza, right. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa Claus was kicking about. The, yeah, the he sticky was. Bandits yeah, were yeah, there. yeah exactly. Band, sticky metal. The wet band. There were wet bandits wet in the first, and they changed stick- it to sticky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they supported that game so well. So it didn't matter that it wasn't all on the disc or all available all at once. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it, nonetheless. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's. I mean, I can see how how excited you are. Like, yes, <laughs> is you, it coming through in my voice? It, well, it, it's it's coming through in your voice, in your your body, the mm. way you almost look like you need to go to the toilet, Rich. <laughs> you're, you're you're that excited. I'm so excited I could shit. <laughs> <laughs> are you so excited you could shit blue? Possibly. If I'd eaten a Sonic the Hedgehog curry, maybe. So sadly, I don't think this is coming out over here. What a shame. <laughs> but a Sega released... Was it Sega released it? Well, it's I officially mean, it's licensed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog curry in Japan. Uh, someone, <laughs> I don't have his name to hand here, do I? I don't think I do. Uh, oh, sorry, I do. Retrocore. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTuber bought the curry, cooked it, ate it, and said that um, yeah, for it it took four trips. Apologies if you're <laughs> yeah. eating if your you're eating right meal, now, but you're, you're having a curry. But uh, yeah, it took him four trips to the toilet to get rid of That's the blue. Maybe they been went a bit overboard with the uh, food dye. Maybe with the color, <laughs> perhaps. But you know, it's it's if it's a Sonic the Hedgehog curry, it's got to be blue. Would it turn you off? Are you like? Because it's still a curry, like, or, yeah. or would you would you look at it and be like, ah, oh, this is you know, I, I rarely eat blue things. Well, this is it, this like, is unless they're Smarties or M and M's. Yeah, or something. blue blue food doesn't look all that palatable, does it? So mm. a blue curry, and I saw pictures of it. And it doesn't look nice. It looks like shit. Yeah. It looks awful, but if it tastes good, yeah, I'd probably eat it. <laughs> I mean, it would go through you quite fast. Mm, that's hey. true. Yeah, it'd give you the runs. Yes. Uh, to what we've been playing this week and Rich it's rare we start off with mm. the demo yes but it's also rare that we have just some alone time yeah where we can discuss ignore the, the yeah. listeners right they're yeah. not here it's just <laughs> you and I yeah. and I don't whatever about other new games full actual games yeah, that you've played this week I want to know about the bite-sized version of a game. A game that isn't out until August, mid-August. August 28th, end of August. Mid-August. Mm. Yakuza Kiwami 2. It's our shared passion, isn't it, now? It is. Yeah. It is. So, um... Can we just ditch every other game? Yeah, yeah. Just make this a Yakuza <laughs> I, I'd like that. Podcast. I think That'd we should be, do that. That would be quite good. Uh, uh, although, we should probably play all of the games first. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a, yeah. a good knowledge base. I think, sure. I think we're okay. Yakuza Kiwami 2, Rich. Mm. What is it like? What, what have you? How big is the demo? How much have you, did you get to play? Uh, so I played the story bit and I think I did one sort of side thing and then I was like, do you know what? I don't want to see anymore because I've seen okay. enough. It's out in a month. 
Uh, I don't want to kind of spoil it. So, um, yeah, but oh, I'm just super excited because I never played Yakuza 2, obviously, when it originally came out. I'm a latecomer to the series. Um, but yeah, it looks like Yakuza 6 mm. visually. They've kind of upped the ante with the, the dragon engine. It looks really, really good. Um, and obviously, uh, the story bit, it's chapter two they show you. So, um, I mean, spoilers, maybe, I guess. You go, mm, back, perhaps, yeah. you go back to a certain place that you frequent in Yakuza 0 a lot, and you run into the main antagonist for this one, Ryuji Goda, and he's a menacing dude, and there's just such great scenes in there. I mean, Yakuza's always great for story. This one's amazing. Um, and obviously, there's an altercation that occurs, because, you know, wherever yes. Kiryu goes, trouble mm-hmm. follows, right? But there's one bit where one of Ryuji's thugs comes up behind him and smashes a bottle over the back of Kiryu's head mm. <laughs> and he doesn't flinch like a, even a millimetre just turns around and gives him a look. And I'm just like, oh, Kiryu, you are just, just the just man. The best boy <laughs> in the entire fucking world. Yeah, but they, they've introduced some things from Yakuza 6. Yeah. Like they've introduced <clears throat> the clan creators. The clan creators right? in there. Uh, it looks like the cabaret management thing from Yakuza 0 mm. is back. Um, I think there might be real estate in there again as well, possibly. So it sounds like they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink in to mm. this one. Um, but yeah, if you were familiar with Yakuza 6 as well, you're going to have the same kind of combat stuff. You can't switch between styles anymore. You have weapons mapped yeah. for the D-pad instead. Like I think I said in my review as well at the time of 6, I I mean, it's maybe it's personal preference... I liked the switching I did battle well. styles in Zero. Yeah, I, I really like that. In in Zero and in, in Kiwami one. As well, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's nice having easy access to a bunch of weapons. So I beat up some thugs with with a tontfer. Oh, and all the battles are seamless now. I think that's another thing from Yakuza Six, that's isn't it? There's well, no yeah. like, you know, going into a separate that's, bit. That's that's a fights. lifesaver. In yeah, six. yeah. It's so good that you can you you just you run across um, or you run into I should say. Like the thugs or the hooligans yeah. or whatever, and but it, it, the game doesn't whip control from you. Yeah, you can see you can just run past. And them. you don't you don't have to limber up before each one doing your little yeah. warm up thing. <laughs> yeah, really seamless. But yeah, yeah, so you played a little bit of it, and you were like, do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to let this lie yeah. because I think when this comes out, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, well, exactly. So, like I, I, it doesn't need to sell it to me because mm-hmm. that was enough to like convince me that. It, it looks amazing. It plays great. You know, uh, you couldn't really do much in the demo. Like you can buy skills or anything, and it was, it was quite limited. But it was enough, so I, I kind of, yeah. Now, sadly, you didn't pick up on the fact that I said the word incredible there. Oh, it was incredible. Sorry. What I was trying to do was, uh, you know, seamlessly, as we do, as we are mm. wont to do here on the Video Gamer Podcast, seamlessly segue into game number two, which is Lego Incredibles. We Lego, still managed it. Lego <laughs> The Incredibles. Yeah. The Incredibles Lego. The Lego Incredibles. Incre- it's in- yeah, the Lego the Incredibles. <laughs> Doesn't really <laughs> bit of a mouthful, tongue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a li- little bit awkward. Is the game awkward, Rich? What's no, it like? it's actually uh, an all right Lego game. Because I played Marvel Super Heroes two, Lego Marvel Super Heroes two, and it was <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Sorry, and it was um, it was too much, man. And I just uh, I got bored fast with that game. It was just interminable it went on way too long and this is a slightly more focused more concentrated affair i don't feel like it outstays its welcome as much as lego marvel superheroes 2 did 
for me. Is this a Lego game? Yes. Like, <laughs> you know... Oh, it's the they, same they're, old they're, shit, they're, they're, they're nice and they're, they're funny and yeah. cute and lovely and whatever else, right? And they're, they're comfortable. Yeah. But... It's is it not the same shit? Like like yeah. I know some of the like the, the Marvel ones you could switch between characters. Um I mean the majority of the recent ones I think I suppose. Is mm-hmm. it all has that always been there? I don't know. The character switching? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. From like yeah. from day one, I think. Uh where yeah, like certain characters can do certain yeah. actions, others can do other actions. The the building of yeah. things and yeah. is it is it not just the same? So yeah, it is. You've got Lots of old stuff from the previous games. You like uh, multi builds are back, uh, but yeah, you got more so, sort of co op elements. So Violet can create like a energy ball thing, and Dash can jump in it and make it you go faster and stuff for certain puzzles. Uh, and she can also use her bubble to collect special purple bricks to do special builds. And then there's family builds where you can all get together and make a huge thing, which is kind of cool. Um, and the open world hub bit is quite good because there's little crime waves, so you go around clearing up each district. Mm-hmm. It's got kind of some fun mechanics in there, so I kind of ended up enjoying it. Um, and I've not enjoyed, like, genuinely enjoyed a Lego game in a while. Did you play Dimensions? Yeah, Dimensions I, I, was probably the last one I, I genuinely I liked liked Dimensions. Yeah, so. and and the others have felt a bit like oh, fuck, I've done this shit, you know. What I mean, like over and so over. Was it just that it was more focused? Yeah, I think it's more focused. The little puzzle elements that were in there felt new enough. Even if there were kind of twists on stuff I've done before, it felt new enough that it was kind of not boring, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. I think, uh, as far as LEGO games are concerned, this is one of the better ones. You are almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Listen. Let's go bowling. This is my favourite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Rich Walker, must give Mm -hmm. me the correct answer. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Understood. Clue number one. Mm -hmm. My first appearance in a video game came in 1997. 1997. 97 Correct Correct. Okay (laughs) Clue number two My mainline series Consisted of Three releases And I also had Two Handheld releases Ooh Clue number three All of my games Have been mm, Let me reword this (laughs) All of my games Were exclusive To the system At launch Okay Okay, okay. Is it? Is it? It's a PlayStation character, isn't it? You're not going to say. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't hear anything. You well, have to say you have to say the four-letter word first. <laughs> no, I know, but clue I have number, no answer. Clue number four. So that first appearance I mentioned in 1997, that actually wasn't in my own game. I appeared in someone else's before my own because of delays. Oh, weird. Mm. What is that? What is, I genuinely don't know what that is. And clue number five, according to my wiki, I am a well-mannered, sweet-natured, easy-going bear. A bear? Two-hand... Oh, no. Ah! 
Why do you have to make them so difficult? I don't, this is easy, Rich. Is it? A bear. First appearance in video game came in 1997. Three games in the main series and two handheld releases. All of my games were exclusive to the system that they, were, that they launched on. At that time, there were my first two games basically re-released. Um, and that first appearance I mentioned in 1997 wasn't actually my game. I appeared in someone else's before my own. And I am a well-mannered, sweet-natured, easy-going bear. No, I can't think of any bear character. I'm going to say stop and just guess Banjo-Kazooie. It's wrong. I mean, that's two characters. A banjo. <laughs> banjo, then. And this week's winner! Is it? Oh, shit. I didn't know it was a handheld Rich version. Rich Walker. Oh. Congratulations. Thank Said you. with such confidence yeah. as well. Uh, stop. Banjo. <laughs> banjo the bear. <laughs> I had to go through the clues. My first appearance in a video game came in 1997, which I'll get on to when we get to clue number four. Uh, clue number two. Two, my mainline series consisted of three releases, Banjo Tui and Nuts and Bolts, and I also had two handheld releases, Grunty's Revenge and Banjo Pilot, which were on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, see, that's what threw me. I, I, I was thinking PSP or something. Mm. Uh, clue yeah. number three, all my games were exclusive to the system they launched on at that time. Apart, N64. Like they, they, yeah, N64, yeah. and they re-released, and Nuts and Bolts, which was exclusive as well. Was it? Yeah. I didn't was, know that. that I thought Nuts and Bolts came out on 360. It was 360. It was exclusive, I was exclusive to... to yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see. <laughs> That's why I couldn't say it was an Xbox right, or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clue number four. My That first appearance I mentioned in 1997 wasn't actually my game. I appeared in someone else's before my own because of delays. Yeah. It, I didn't it, know that. Banjo's first appearance was in Diddy Kong Racing. Oh. Because Rare, at the time, leading into Christmas 97, I think I'm getting this right, wanted to... Promote w- it. Well, wanted to release something oh, that was familiar to people like yeah. Diddy Kong familiar character so mm. they were like we'll, we'll go with that first mm. and then according to my wiki I'm a well-mannered sweet-natured easy-going bear of course Banjo not Banjo-Kazooie that is two <laughs> characters <laughs> questions theories comments and queries you have these things mm. and then you tell us yeah empty your brains yeah in, you empty the your internet. brains through your mouth or fingers yeah. Via your mobile device or computers. <laughs> and we sweep up the brain matter and mm. uh, try and organise it. We try and, and piece it together. Uh, yeah. And then we, on this podcast, we then relay <laughs> your questions, theories, comments and queries yeah. back to you, yeah. the listener, yeah. as well as other listeners who may not be aware of what you have sent mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Imagine if we just gave the answers. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? That I'd fucking have to go. Don't no. give a question. Just go. Yeah. Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. <laughs> to answer your question, yeah, Soul Calibur. Yeah. I, like, I like that idea. So every Tuesday, we send a call out on twitter.com via our Twitter mm-hmm. account, video gamer, come looking for your questions, theories, comments, and queries. Or anytime throughout the week, you can email us podcast at videogamer.com, just like Mel Fish did. Great mm. name, Mel. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Long time listener, first time writing in. Just wanted to say I'm a massive fan of the podcast and I'm loving your work. I like column segues the best. Ha ha ha. Can't believe you missed that Westworld one on the last episode, you Muppet lol. What's I mean, that? Uh, I, I can't even remember what it was but also like you know love the segues and then come back and go call yeah. me a Muppet <laughs> bit harsh but look we'll look past it I know you must all be enjoying the World Cup so here's my question which would you choose out of 
these two. The game you most want to get a sequel will get one and it'll be brilliant, the best game ever, but your country will never win the World Cup ever again. Or your country will win 20% of all World Cups randomly assigned, but Detroit Become Human becomes a huge franchise with a yearly release for the rest of time and people will know it's because of you. <laughs> P.S. Did you hear it's coming home? Thank you, Mel. Um, so what, what would you like, Rich? I, I would go for the uh, sequel. And screw the World Cups. That's what I'd do. See, uh, a sequel to Streets of Rage that I've wanted for much of my life. Nigh on 20 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah. See, Mel says that your country will never win the World Cup ever again. No, yeah. Ireland have never won the World Cup. So, so yeah, where does that leave? That's so weird. if, like, it, am, I, am I allowed to take part in this? I don't know. May need clarification here. But... I mean, Detroit become human every year. But it might get better. Maybe. If they br- release one every year, it might be amazing. 20% of all World Cups. Well, hang on. If they win 20% of all World Cups, so that would be every 20 years. What? I mean, it's randomly assigned, so you don't know when this will happen. Well, like, how many World Cups are there till the end of time? Well, that's what I mean, yeah. It'll be, let's say the World Cup is until the end of time. So, so if it's 20%. It's like one in five World Cups in five, you win. So yeah. five fours, 20 it's all right, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, using that logic, you would say every 20th year. Mm. So, the next time I would see Ireland win, I would be 50. And then 70. And that's probably it. I'm never going to see another one again. Oh, but if I saw Ireland Two World win Cups it, in a lifetime. That's true. If I saw Ireland win it once, I'd lose well, my I've shit. never seen England win the World Cup. Mm. And yeah. you never and win. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your way. Uh, but yeah, P.S., did you hear it's coming home, Rich? Uh, I didn't, no. No, I missed that. So I was completely unaware. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Mel. Noah wrote in, hello, Colm and Co. Hi, Co. Across the way from me. Uh, it's been a while since I sent through a question theory, comment and query into the podcast, so I hope you've all been well. Also, a bit late, but congratulations, Colm. Thank you, Noah. Um, what I want to know is what is your best slash favourite interview you've ever done? Uh, what's, the be- what's the best interview you've ever done? Um, oh, jeez. I suppose interviewing Big Show was cool. That, that was a cool thing. Was he nice? Was he a nice lad? It, Why did he, you- was, he was super nice. I was warned that he'd been in the heat all day because it was a hot Gamescom. And he'd just got off a long haul flight, so he wasn't in the best of moods. Mm-hmm. And initially, it was a little bit frosty, but he re- he warmed up Did once warm- we got going. Yeah, he, honestly, your, your he was charm. super nice. He no. introduced himself as Paul. You know, hi, I'm Did Paul. He, Paul yeah. he didn't say I am big. No, no. <laughs> I'm Mr. Big. I am Mr. Big. <laughs> no. To be with you. And we had a really good chat. You can watch that video on our YouTube channel if you like. Still Excellent. there on the Rosero Network YouTube's. Excellent. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, yeah, nothing else. I'm proud of nothing else in my entire career. <laughs> I enjoyed, I mean, this is the, my most recent interview. I really enjoyed chatting to Alexis Kennedy for an hour about Cultus Simulator. Alexis Kennedy of a weather factory. Oh, yeah, about Cultus Simulator and about fail better games and stuff. Mm. I love, those are the types of interviews. And like um, many moons ago, I chatted to Steve Gaynor as well around the release of... Fulbright. Uh, That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Around the release of, I think... Tacoma? Was, uh, not Tacoma. Firewatch. Oh, oh, oh right, okay. And um, was it Firewatch? I'm sure it was. Well, no, sorry, it wasn't Firewatch. They didn't, they didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, that was Campo <laughs> Santo. It was 
Oh, what was it? Well, they've, only, they've done Gone Home and Tacoma. Do you know what? It was, it was one of the re-releases of Gone Home, I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah. I think so. The console edition. Uh, and um, I remember that being... I just, yeah, I enjoy... Interviews are great if you don't have a PR person. Well, yeah. no, like, listen, I get it. I understand why PR people have to be there because sometimes mm. people can be a little bit chatty and say things they're not meant to say. Yeah. And, like, any, like, and sometimes journalists maybe can be a little bit yeah. aggressive on certain topics as well. But I just enjoy chatting to somebody for a long period of time and like yeah like and 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 going like all right i know we have to plug this thing cool we'll get to that but i also want to know about these other projects yeah those are the best kind of chats aren't they Mm -hmm. like i didn't record this one but i had a chat with dan pinchbeck of the chinese room and dear esther and all that and i had so many really cool insights into stuff and yeah it was because it was a chat and he wasn't on the record so he could speak freely but if I'd recorded it, it would have changed the whole dynamic of the chat. But I wish I'd, I wish I'd recorded it now because it was a really <laughs> war, good chat. Worn a, war a wire, is this? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he would have still been quite frank. I don't know if he'd have been on the record. But um, it was that was a good chat. That's just yeah. just a chat. No That's one not will, an interview. Rich. But no one. Will That's have just a, talking yeah. to him. No, but it was it was still you know yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross McMahon asks after recently completing Far Cry 5 and it's WTF ending what is the best WTF ending <coughs> in a game um, can you think of any the best list? I can tell you the worst please rage when it Rice. just stops and you're like okay. what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, best I can't think of any off the top of my head I mean yeah I'm, I'm tr- struggling to think of like the best what the fuck ending do you know what, actually, what has a very good ending? It's just, I don't know why this... It's just kind of jumped out at me there. Yeah. A Way Out. That I still ha- haven't, I I haven't ver- finished like it yet. It's not what the fuck in the same way Far yeah. Cry is. But it's... I didn't see it coming. No spoilers. And I, I, no spoilers. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, <laughs> foolishly or not, mm. I don't know. But I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was oh, I need to very clever. Game. I need to finish it. I mean... Bioshock is an easy answer. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, Bioshock, that was a kind of, whoa, mm-hmm. big twist. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley asked, just finished Titanfall 2 and the mission cause and effect is one of the best I have ever played in a video game. It's game changing. Have you played any missions that you have thought this, where you have thought this? Thanks and have a great week. Thank you, Ashley. You have a great week. Well, missions Rich, where you were like, shit. Cause and effect changing. was awesome. Have you played cause that mission? Cause and effect. Really it's cool. Titanfall 2 is fucking This campaign's really good, yeah. Excellent. And yeah, um, the cause and effect mission. Awesome, right? I, the, my only criticism would be I would have liked more of it. Yeah, that yeah. Way they, but, but it was exceptional. Mm. Well, Dishonored did a, a similar one as well, didn't they? The um, I can't remember what the name of the mission is, but they, they did a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was awesome. Uh, have you got any others? I... <laughs> <laughs> one that comes to mind is from Saints Row the Third, and it right. was HTTP Decker's Die, right. where uh, you went into. Now I'm going off memory. Uh, you, the Deckers, were a gang, weren't they? Yeah, and like uh, a hacker gang. They were the hacker gang, exactly. Yeah. And you went into the the kind of hacking space, and it was like, do you remember? It started off. It starts off as like an old style adventure game. Oh yeah, like a text based adventure, adventure thing. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where you turn into the <coughs> toilet, and it's yeah, just yeah. so clever and so mm. well done. And they, and sort of ish recreated it in Saints Row Four with the Streets of Rage 
uh, oh, parody. Yeah. I can't remember was what it good. was called, what that mission was called. But yeah, I thought the Decker's Dive yeah. mission was just great. Like, again, it's a little deviation from mm. the norm. Yeah. It's quite good fun. That's just one that comes to mind. Mm. Uh, Mick asks, what is it about Yakuza that they can release four games in two years and people love it, but other series that try to be yearly lose their age and people get sick of them? Kill you. Kill you. There's no character like him and, you know, any excuse to spend time with the best boy. Mm. <laughs> right? It is. Well, and they don't release them yearly, do they? It's not an annual, annualised franchise, is it? Well, zero, zero was uh, 17. Mm. What year is it now? 18. <laughs> zero, well, Zero and Kwame. Well, that's... like there Kwame was, two, was 2016. There was two last year and there will be two this year. Yeah, right. That's a good point. So they're no, but they're, well, they're not are, annual. They're fucking... Two are remakes, though. Zero and six are new. Mm. So I think because two of those are giving people the chance to catch up with the series like you and I who come to it late. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why would you... You wouldn't get burnt out on that, would you? It's something new to discover and get excited about. I mean, from our perspective, I think, anyway, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian asks, a challenge for you. Choose an old, obscure kids' show franchise and pitch a video game for us. Obscure? Yeah. <sighs> I'll, I'll allow if it, it doesn't have to be so obscure that I have never heard of it. What? You can say Magic Roundabout right. or get your own back. <gasps> Fuck, I have one. Yeah. Bernard's Watch. Wow, that is obscure. I've never heard of that. Have you not? Nice? No. Was oh, that you sure it was an Irish thing? Bur- no, it wasn't. Fucking <laughs> I don't know. Smart <laughs> bastard. No, Bernard's Watch was a CITV show. Right. Bernard was just a, a child. Um, yeah. He was quite a boring, bland child. See, to be I didn't honest. really watch live action stuff as a kid. I used to hate it. I'd be like, oh, I want cartoons. The Queen's Nose or something. Yeah, yeah. Like um, the Queen's Nose was terrible. Was that where she turned into a rabbit or some shit? I can't remember. There's one called Woof that I liked where the kid turned Woof into was, a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a brum. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bernard's Watch. Bernard, mm. oh, it was the coolest. Okay. He. So, Bernard had a, an old style pocket watch that I think oh, his granddad okay. had given him or some shit, right? And then Bernard. I think discovered I don't yeah. think he had the power to, to change the power of the watch he discovered that when he pressed the button on top he could stop time <gasps> wow and then as like later on in the series he got like a digital clock or some shit wow, that I futuristic. think allowed him to do even more things so that would be so the first I hope I'm not misremembering the first game in the Bernard's Watch video game series would be where he would have the old style pocket watch and then the second one he'd have the digital one which could like do all these things it's, I'm basically describing like Quantum Break or some shit do you think know, um, do you think if you were misremembering someone would pull you up on it yes <laughs> I'm Bernard's Watch expert yeah Bernard's Watch was fucking that was big business Rich I'm surprised okay. shocked but what, yeah, about, that's my uh, what about a super grand game <laughs> or Mr. Majika <laughs> I t- who? Mr. Well, Majika. Yeah, Mr. Majika, who's a magic old fellow, wasn't he? Was he? I don't remember that well, but yeah, I just remember it and thinking it looked stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be live action. It can be a Thundercats game. That's not obscure, but uh, they've never done a proper good Thundercats game. Give it to Platinum to do a sort of Transformers mm-hmm. Devastation type thing with it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think my Burnham's Watch game sounds better. It, it does. It does. You know. My, my Thundercats hack and slasher horses would be good. for courses. So that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Of course, if you want your questions, theories, comments, and queries to be heard on the show, you can email us at any stage throughout the week, podcast at videogamer.com. And if you want more podcasts... 
you can head to patreon.com forward slash video game or become a VGBG VIP where you get this podcast a day earlier before all the normal people mm-hmm. and also with a bit of uh, little extended bit at the end and you get an extra podcast every Friday as well you can rate and review us on iTunes I think we only said seven stars Rich that's what yeah. we decided on yeah. uh, so if you could do that that would be wonderful as well and you can follow us on Twitter I am at Cullum underscore Hearn Rich is at RichieWA2 and Video Gamers and all of your relevant social networks Twitter, Facebook and of course Instagram at VideoGamer.com you can also watch our videos and whatnot on YouTube YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV but for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. Mm. And now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Good. Bye. And say goodbye, Conor Mahern Sloan. Go forward. <laughs>